Trevor Ben's shite-sized chunks. Ben, if you weren't doing the job which I know you enjoy so much, driving a van, <laughs> um, yeah. I know it means a lot to you, that job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I see you sometimes out in your van and I can see the joy in your face. But if you weren't doing your dream job of driving a van around Croydon, um, what would be your dream job? Uh, I'd want to be one of those people that uh, plays video games for a living. Probably test them or whatever you do. Just play video games all day. If you could get paid for that, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, to me, that sounds very dull. Dull? Yeah, I couldn't do that all day. I'm going to have to change it. But you don't play anything, do you? No, no, I I get very bored with games. Hmm. Um, I find, because I'm not a gamer... When I do play a game, say with my godson, um, I find very quickly I get blisters on my uh, my fingers from playing on the thing. Oh, you delicate flower! I know, isn't it's it? Pressing the buttons, hurting your thumbs. It does, yeah. I haven't um, I haven't roughed my fingers up enough. What, <laughs> what do they have to do? Like when you're a guitar player and you have to rough your thumbs up and stuff, you know? Do you get blisters? You know, changing the channel? No, dialing no. the phone. But I think when you you know, there's an intensity, isn't there, when you're playing games and you you're really going for it. Actually, it's probably a good thing you don't play games because I can see you as the sort of person who would go nuts and throw the controller through the screen because you're too frustrated with it. I think that's possibly why I don't like them. Mm. And I get bored so quickly with them. Really? I do. I get so bored. I can play a game for about, I don't know, half hour and not even that, to be honest. Ten minutes and I start getting a bit bored. (laughs) I think the trouble is is I've not really played any of the big, new, very... um, technically advanced games yeah you know i think back to when i was in my teens and the sort of games we had mario on the uh, nintendo for example great game mario got nothing against mario but by the time you jumped on a couple of mushrooms picked up a couple of coins fought off a baddie i've done that now oh <laughs> do you know what i mean it really isn't your thing is it it's not and i spent a lot of time in my teenage years playing games with people who knew that i was shit at it mm. so would then grab the controls from me to, i'll get us through this bit <laughs> oh yeah so i'll sit here for half an hour while you just do it so if that isn't your thing what would be your dream job i think i think an astronaut astronaut i'd love to go into space now that does sound amazing but i worry that i'd be like you with a game five minutes in i think seen it now how can you get bored with space seen it now <laughs> want to go home what or get back to my xbox this is ridiculous you want to get you'd rather not be in space and exploring those realms barely touched by humans i think to play mario kart if i'm on the moon yeah and i'm looking down at planet earth from the moon or think even the awe and the wonder yeah and i think wow yeah man's endeavor yeah. man has landed me on the moon yeah look at the view yeah. Look at Earth. Yeah. Isn't it spectacular? Is it time to go back yet? <laughs> oh, no. Were you like this as a kid when you went out with your parents for a day? You know, an hour and a half's drive somewhere to see something you want to see and then five minutes you go, going to go home now, Dad. I think I was always and always will be a great disappointment to my dad who would take me on holidays <laughs> to see things, take me to amazing views. And I glanced out the window, seen that, let's go. Oh, that would be so annoying. My Stone brother, Hinge, amazing wonder of the world. Uh, give me two minutes we can go really yeah <laughs> you're like my brother right we would um we would go on these long coastal walks when we were kids when we were on holiday with our parents mm-hmm. and um i used to love it i used to love looking out for wildlife i used to do my own little thing along the way doing my own little sort of tv show annoying my mum getting her to play guests i think i've told you this before no you haven't no oh i'd walk along and doing all little voices uh, i'd have little guests on you know i'd have uh, i mean polly the prostitute was one guest i don't i don't really know what i i would 
you talked about this with your mother? Yeah, well, I don't think I really knew what a prostitute was. I, I, I just knew I liked alliteration. And your mum just played along? Yeah. Not yeah. Polly the police officer? Not- no. No, Polly the prostitute. <laughs> right. uh, and I think there was Gary Gay as well. Gary the Gay and <laughs> Polly the prostitute. Yeah. Your mum must have had some raised eyebrows. <laughs> but she, uh, my mum would play a couple of roles. I'm uh, hoping she wasn't playing Polly. No, <laughs> no. She would play um, Hilarity Mum was one character. Can I just point out there's no alliteration there at all? No, no. I mean, I couldn't keep that going all the time. <laughs> um, I think because I would then get my mum to tell jokes uh, uh. and silly jokes. And then um, I would have um, a character based on her. Although I don't know if she played it, but because um, I think my character was male, Mister Cautious. Okay. And because my mum would all, whenever we were walking along these coastal paths, she would get so nervous about how close to the edge we might get, and it wouldn't be anywhere near the edge. She goes, "Don't go near the edge, Trevor. I'm nowhere near the edge, Mum. I'm in the cliffs about four miles away. Just stand back." So I'd have this character. I'd be walking around going, "Be careful! Are you going to fall?" And just do that. And it must have pissed my mum off. About half hour on this walk, I'd be doing all these voices and characters. I imagine so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we would get to where we were going, and then we'd want to just sit and take in the view, or um, sit and watch the wildlife, for example. And my brother would be, "Can we go back now? Can mm-hmm. we go back now? Like, We've only just got here." Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah but you've seen it it's not going to get any more view the, the view is the view it's not going to be any more view yeah, but there you've might done be, it but there might be more wildlife to come I mean I remember sitting on top of a massive hill in Cornwall just watching the sea and then suddenly a whole school of dolphins went by see I'm, I'm such a Philistine I would say if, if you suggested we go somewhere to see something I would pull up Google Images and save you the journey and just say well, it's not the same you're not you experiencing you've, it you've are you? seen it it's done also, I, can I ask you a question? You're an Arsenal fan, right? Yes. How early, if kickoff's at three, yeah. how early do you turn up to your seat? Oh, well. Because um, I reckon you're like my dad. Early. Yes. How early? Uh, oh, good hour. See, I, I, I would, you know, go to Fulham, and yeah. admittedly, there's less of a queue to get in <laughs> yeah. as there used to be. But, um, I, I would happily sit down at five seconds to three o'clock. Really? Yeah. And leave as the final whistle is being blown. My dad will turn up 40 minutes before the game. Yeah, so he can right. sit down and soak up the atmosphere, as he says. It's more about the stress of not getting there in time as well. I mean, you say you can sit down in your seat five seconds before kickoff, but are you in the ground? Are you having a beer or something in the ground? Uh, no, I, I would time it so that I'm... If my ass cheeks could hit the seat as the referee's blowing the kickoff whistle, that would suit me perfect. You're not one of these people who leaves early, though, are you? Uh, I have been tempted, as, as I say, being a Fulham fan. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, have been tempted. Five down at half time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never done that. No. I hate that. Mainly, I haven't done that because my dad's driving me home and he, uh, he will stick it out to the bitter end and soak up some of the end atmosphere so we can clap the losers off the pitch. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I've never left a game early and I, I refuse to do so. Hmm. Well, I've told you before about my, my uh, idea of having sort of roller coaster style seats to yeah. keep people sat down so that they don't block my view if they want to leave early. <laughs> I once had a, a row with a friend of mine um because we were talking about football and i was complaining about fans who leave early mm. and he was saying oh you know i can understand it if they got trains to get and I'm like, yeah uh, but then he turned on me oh because i don't go to live football very often these days mm. and nor do i watch that much football on the television anymore uh, and he said, well, you know, at least they're going to the game. I mean, you, you call yourself a fan. You don't even watch them on the telly anymore. You know, what is wrong with you? You can't criticise fans who are paying their money, turning up. They're the ones who are funding your team when you're doing nothing. You're not even supporting them on the telly. Ooh. 
I mean, I mean, that, that, that's kind of a good point, I suppose. But it is a good point. But I'm still not one of those arseholes getting up early and ruining it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it used to really annoy me. Anyway, well, we digress. Yeah, <laughs> because the reason I wanted to ask you about jobs is I find people who have sort of huge career changes interesting. And the reason uh, I wanted to talk to you about this was um, I, I was reading an article the other day about um, a woman who had a really well-paid job in the city, you know, top executive in her line of work, earning a fortune. And uh, now she just cuts people's toenails. She just decided that she was happier cutting people's toenails than doing whatever she was doing before. You see, it sounds like she's had a bit of a breakdown. Really? Don't you think? I don't know. I'm going to leave my high-paid job in the city where I'm earning a fortune to cut people's toenails. But I can I can sort of admire it because you can imagine the stress that I don't I don't handle stress very well. So if I'm in a stressful situation, I just think, do you know what? I could just jack all this in now and go and do something more simple. I can understand that. Mm. What can be what can be more simple? than cutting someone's toenails. I mean, I wouldn't want to be cutting people's toenails. Who is getting their toenails cut? Well, uh, people who can't reach their toes, elderly people. Oh, right, okay. You know, um, the infirm. People that just want their toenails cut by someone. I don't mean to sound rude, but you've made it slightly less appealing than it already was. Have I? Yeah. Why? You're going to cut toenails, but you're just going to cut old toes. Old toes, yeah. Hmm. If you're a professional toenail cutter... Do you have a special tool or something that uh, reduces the uh, the pingage, if there's such a oh. word, of the uh, of the cut toenail? Because um, you know what it's like when you sometimes. I mean, there's always one you can't find. Well, <laughs> I mean, you've either got to deal with the pingage, as you say, yeah. when you, you clip one and it goes flying and might take your eye out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm imagining you might need goggles for that, just in case. Health and safety would probably um, decree that now. Yeah, and you want gloves. Gloves, yeah. You wouldn't want to touch them, would you? No, not yeah. them. Cheesy. Oh, <laughs> uh, the other. Well, you don't have to, of course, cut them. You could just sort of file them. You could sand yeah. them down. But then you've got to deal with the problem of in- inhaling toenail dust. Yeah, you'd have to have one of those masks on as well, wouldn't so you've you? Got a mask, gloves, and goggles. It's a yeah. bit heavy duty. This job, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's more stressful than than I thought it was. <laughs> now that we've looked into it, <laughs> I, I, I love it. Like, like you look at someone like Professor Brian Cox. Mm. You know, in D Ream, and then suddenly he's a, a number one physicist. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a that's an amazing turn of events, isn't it? Mm, it's quite amazing. And who's the other one? The Reverend Richard Coles. I don't know who he is. Uh, well, he's now obviously a reverend. Well, yes, um, <laughs> but he was in the Communards. Oh, I, I find that a very odd move. Mm. It fascinates me that someone can make such a huge change in their life. I don't think I could do that. I, I think I'm quite a scaredy cat, really. And it's like I'll stick on the path I know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go too far off the path I know. Yeah, I think I'm the same. As you know, for many years I worked for a religious organisation. And uh, I once met uh, a man who was a vicar. I mean, this is the opposite of Richard Coles. Uh, Was a vicar and then became an Elvis Presley impersonator instead. (laughs) I mean, that's quite a career change, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, How does that happen? Are you praying one night and the voice of God suddenly goes... "Mm -hmm." (laughs) You think, oh, I've been told. I've been told I need to. (laughs) And finally, my favourite story I ever heard about a job change was a man who was a a millionaire because he was a lawyer. And you know, lawyers charge a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, he was living a very comfortable life. And I would have thought being a lawyer would give you some excitement in life. Surely, you know, the, will you win or lose the case? There must be some adrenaline rush there. I guess so, yeah. Wasn't enough for him. No? It became a human cannonball for a living. <laughs> 
I mean, that's a career change and a half. That's great. Although, how many lawyers would you like to fire out of a cannon? <laughs> and that's it for Science Those Chunks this week. Don't forget to get in touch with us anytime on Twitter. At Trevor and Ben. And join us for the live show every Sunday morning, 9 to 11 on CroydonRadio.com. Trevor and Ben's Shite Size Chunks. <laughs>